Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is a special episode of the TeacherCast podcast. Today, we're going to be talking all about the achievement gap and how we can use technology to level that playing field for not only our older learners, but I got a guest today that works with our youngest of learners, and she's going to tell you guys some amazing stories of how technology is being used in her classrooms today. I want to say thank you guys for making TeacherCast your home today. We've got some great things happening on the network. If you are an educational technology coach, you can check out our Ask the Tech Coach show. We release it every single Monday morning at 5 a.m. Eastern. The best in educational professional development for your educational professional development providers. And of course, if you're looking to bring audio and video into your classroom, we have our Ask the Tech Coach podcast. Every single Friday, we have our amazing episodes that help you bring audio and video into your classrooms, teaching you about podcasting, both in the classroom and in the home studio. And if you're looking to build your EDU brand, perhaps you're a blogger, a podcaster, or a speaker, we got a great channel for you over on buildyouredubrand.com where every single Wednesday we share with you guys how you can take your passion projects and take them to a next level. No matter what you're looking for, we have it covered for you guys over on the TeacherCast Educational Network. Now, before we get going, I want to say thank you to our friends at Promethean for making this episode possible. We are doing one in a series of podcasts all about how you guys can leverage and enhance technology in your classrooms to create amazing students. I want to bring on my first guest today. He's not only a 12-year veteran but working both in elementary and middle school, but he's currently the head of project and professional development for the Eastern Region for Promethean. I want to bring on Mr. Paul Nazer. Paul, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Good, sir. How are you? Thank you very much for having me. I am doing wonderful today. Talk to us a little bit about what you're doing and and how are things these days at Promethean? Uh, things at, at Promethean honestly couldn't be busier. Uh, interactive uh, flatboard and interactive whiteboard company. It's been in the game for 20 years. Teachers for teachers is what we preach. And honestly, uh, best thing I could say about Promethean, we're for the love of learning. Um, I think uh our new, our next guest that will be working with us, Haley, can actually preach that because she's one of our uh, pep squad teachers. But uh, Promethean is doing well and in the game. And I want to bring on our next guest today. Not only is she a pre-kindergarten teacher, but she's also was recently named the 2019-2020 Teacher of the Year. In 2016, she was part of a Promethean pilot program in her district. And in 2018, she joined Promethean's pep squad. I want to bring on today Miss Haley Philpotts. Haley, welcome to the show. How are you today? Hi, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for being here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I am a teacher in Miami-Dade County. I am teaching pre-K this year. I have been teaching for about 15 years, and I have a love for technology and a love for all things Promethean. Well, today we're talking all about the achievement gap and, and things that we can do to make sure that all students are learning equally. Paul, let me start a little bit with you here. Can you tell us a little bit about what is the achievement gap? What do we mean when we use these different terms? When I think of the achievement gap, I think of um, obviously small gaps in which people aren't necessarily learning at the same pace, uh, whether it be for economic reasons, for uh, social, emotional reasons. Um, maybe we have some specialized students uh, or if we're talking about 
maybe students that just don't have access to technology. Um, that's what I think of when I think of the achievement gap. And when we're looking at this, I know you were a teacher. Tell me a little bit about some of the things that you've had to deal with over the last couple of years when it comes to the achievement gap in your students. I was a teacher in Pennsylvania for over 12 years. The biggest achievement gap I saw was working with our um, English as a second language uh, students, where certain things at home or in the classroom weren't necessarily available to them. For example, Spanish textbooks. Or um, I also had a German student where we, you know, we just didn't have the resources or they didn't have the resources um, at home to actually be, you know, get up to speed with certain things. Obviously, through technology, we were able to create some different aspects for them, whether it be reading into uh, Google Translate, then to later print out textbooks for them or worksheets. But, um, you know, through technology, we were able to get creative and kind of, you know, blend those achievement gaps. Now, Haley, you teach pre-K, a, a subject that is rich in technology, but it takes a little bit of time to figure out how to best use technology with our youngest of learners. Talk to us a little bit about your experiences and what are you doing in, the, in those classrooms with those fun little guys? Well, one of the things I've noticed, especially with the achievement gap, is a lot of our little learners are coming in without the necessary vocabulary. They don't have the recall skills that they need to really succeed. It could be um, a lot of parents are leaving the kids with grandparents and the kids can be sitting in front of the TV all day or, or playing, but they're not getting the interactive inter, you know, communication with an adult or with another child to develop that vocabulary. So I integrate a lot of technology to get them playing. We're living in the technology age where kids just want to be playing games, video games all day. And, you know, they know all about Minecraft. But when it comes to reading and writing in their letters, their numbers, they'll give me that blank look, the deer in the headlights look. What are you talking about? So I integrate a lot of apps, a lot of technology. Um, instead of having them write on a sheet of paper and have them completely freak out about holding the pencil. I can have them do the exact same activity on a active panel and they are fighting to see who's gonna get to go up next and complete the activity that I'm asking them to complete. You know, we certainly know that by using technology in the classroom, we're able to do things better, quicker, faster. But when it comes to actually putting these lessons together, a lot of teachers are very taken back because they think it's going to take a lot of time. Haley, why don't you comment a little bit about how much time it actually takes to put these things together? And, and maybe what are some of the benefits that you see your students having because of the technology that you're using in the class? Well, we definitely don't want to reinvent the wheel. There's, there's no reason to have to go out and recreate everything. There's so much out there available. We have um, PowerPoints or um, a lot of teachers have books already. Instead of having the kids do the books at their, at their desk, you could have it um, put on to Active Inspire, a program through Promethean. And it, be, it becomes interactive because now the kids are interacting as a whole class on a workable document instead of just working on their own at their desk. The technology is making it a lot easier. I integrate a lot of apps, so a lot of games where they're learning their letters, their sounds, but at the same time, they're learning. They don't realize that through this process of gamification, 
they're actually learning. They just think that they just had a great time doing the activity that I want to do. But meanwhile, I am assessing whether they're learning the skills that are being taught that week. You know, Paul, it's great that teachers like Haley are doing some amazing things with technology in their classroom, but it isn't all about the technology. Talk to us a little bit about some of the downsides that you can see when teachers try to maybe bring too much technology into their classrooms. Well, they're almost replacing themselves where they're, you know, putting them in front of the computer and letting not necessarily bringing those interactive pieces or role assigning into their lessons. Um, I can think of an example when Chromebooks were rolled out in a school I was teaching in. Teacher there thought, you know, I just need to put them in front of them and everything they need to do need, needs to be typed. Well, then that, you know, that lost art of, you know, being able to sign your name goes away. Um, so I can see teachers almost thinking it needs to replace, you know, the instruction that they give. Um, one of the wonderful things with all this technology you know, it's growing, but you have to make sure it's in the right place and at the right time so students get the most out of it. Um, Haley was talking about gamification. I mean, gamification can't be everything we do, but it's an awesome accessory to the lessons we do. Um, and some of those lessons, I mean, we're talking about not even replacing the, the not uh, replacing the wheel. Um, you know, we put into our activist inspire software, a link where you can go get those lessons to be accessories, to help, you know, mine those gaps for achievement. So when we're looking at all of this and when we're trying to figure out how to close that achievement gap, how to give our students exactly what they need, what's the first thing that a school district can be looking at or what's the first questions that can be brought up in order to take that first step here? I think the first step is making sure that the teachers get trained on how to use some of these pieces of technology appropriately. Um, if they're, I, I think that's one thing I personally take pride in when I work with those teachers is making sure they find the rhyme or the reason of why they're doing it. Um, I'm not asking them to replace anything that they're doing in their classroom. I'm asking for the Promethean solution to basically come along for the ride and be an accessory, you know, to, get those students excited about coming up to the board, creating small competitions, but we got to make sure that the teachers are trained, right? Or then we have another achievement gap, even for those teachers, because if it's too much technology thrown on them, then they're not going to know how to use it appropriately. Now, Haley, would you agree with that, that a lot of the time in professional development is an answer to doing all of this? Absolutely. Absolutely. With all the latest technology, a lot of teachers, especially if they've been in the field for a long time, so, you know, the older generation, they're afraid of all this new technology. You can give a child a tablet and give a teacher a tablet and the child is just going to go at it, you know, touching everything, pressing all the buttons to, na to navigate it and to explore. A teacher will hold it like an egg ready to break because they are so afraid of messing something up. And we have to get beyond that mindset and and show them that it's very easy to navigate and you can't make a wrong decision. With Promethean, one of the things I love it is they've always had this theory that you know teachers should just be able to walk up and teach. It shouldn't be, okay, what do I have to press? What do I have to do? What's the next step? How, what do I have to download? It's just very easy. And that's what it should be. A teacher should be able to walk up as if they were going up to 
the old school blackboards and just walk up and teach. It shouldn't be something else stressful. It should be something that's a tool to help you to make the process easier, not something that's going to stress you out. But tech, but professional development is definitely the key to have those teachers um, get beyond that fear. It, it is that professional development, I think, that drives innovation in the school. You know, we talk a lot about tech coaches here on, on, on the TeacherCast Network and how really it's those people that are there to help and support those teachers. You know, Haley, you were recently named, and congratulations, the 2019-20 Teacher of the Year for your school. So congratulations Thank for you. that. But in addition to serving in that role, you've also had the opportunity to be on some of these pilot teams. Talk to us a little bit about what it's like to not only be on the receiving end of PD, but also on the, you know, on, on being there at the table of how can we provide more professional development for our teachers? Tell us a little bit about some of your experiences. Being on the pilot program for Miami-Dade County and the Promethean products has been truly eye-opening um, just to see the amount of technology that's out there. And many teachers will walk into my class and they'll say, what is that? What is that that you're using? It is fabulous. How do I get one? I want to use that in my classroom. Um, and they're able to walk up to my board and, and use it. It's, it's very easy to use. And through the, through the pilot program, working with other professionals, um, other teachers, and we've, uh, you know, we come up with ideas together. I am still, uh, a few years ago, I went to ISTE with Promethean and a handful of teachers, and we've become very close friends. And even to this day, we are constantly bouncing ideas constantly off each other. What can we do better? And with a company like Promethean, one of the great things is they really respond to what their customers need. Um, any customer can go up to Promethean and say, I have this idea. What do you think if we take your product and we do this with it? And Promethean says, you know what? That's a great idea. Let, let's do this. How can I make your life easier? And with the tools, it is just so easy to use it. And, and the professional development is extremely easy to to use um for example promethean now has promethean academy and you can become a promethean certified teacher in two hours and learn the very basics to literally walk up and teach and use what you need to use Haley, would you agree with that answer? You, you work with students of all ages, but I love the fact that you work with our little ones. You know, being a father of six-year-olds and, and seeing what a pre-K classroom looks like in a kindergarten classroom, all I want is to have my students go to a school where the technology works. That's so important to us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, having working technology is great and being no knowing how to use it to become a tool to encourage that active discussion that it's um, not replacing the textbook, but it is working alongside it to encourage those discussion, to supplement the instruction, to take it to the next step. Um, for example, with the SAMR model, you know, it's not, we're not completely doing away with the textbooks. We're just making it better. Look, how can we take it to the next step? You know, instead of, um, you know, in a social studies class, you can teach about um, geography or world history to the cows come home, but if the kids are just reading it in a book, it's not making a difference to them. Now, you incorporate technology. For example, when I taught the pilgrims to my pre-K students, 
the concept of people traveling across the ocean means nothing to them. Now I bring up Google Earth and I show them, okay, this is the world. And they're impressed just with that. And I say, okay, well, let's look to see where the pilgrims came from. Now let's look at Pil uh, Plymouth Rock and I can zoom in and see the city of today. And, and, and they're just impressed that they're seeing, you know, real time pictures and it's, it's become a part of it. It becomes it. They're able to, um, it makes them, you know, a memory in them. They're able to retain that information more because now it's more tangible to them than just looking at it in a book. You know, Paul, after being a teacher for 12 years and now being on the other side of the table, it's got to be rewarding to see the stuff that you're working on, the stuff that you're helping to bring into this world being used by not just amazing teachers like Haley, but those really young minds that are just opened up when they get a chance to put their hands on something, you know that there's learning in there. You know that you're sparking their imagination. That's got to be really, really awesome feelings. It's an amazing feeling. Um, when I first got into it, people were like, well, don't you miss that teaching aspect? When you're doing professional development, you're, you're teaching every day. You just have a different audience. You're teaching the teachers so they can go back and then help enrich, you know, and work with our students, you know, and bring them through to, you know, make them successful human beings. Um, I see so many people all the time at trade shows, or even when I go back to other trainings, you know, now I'm using this, now I'm using this because of what you taught me. I mean, that's, you know, like teaching a fifth grader that gets a hundred on a spelling test. So. That's a pretty awesome story there. And guys, I want to say thank you so much for spending time with us. Today, we're talking all about that achievement gap. Haley, I want to start with you here. And just where do you see the future of all of this going? As you go through the end of this year and into the next school year, what are you looking forward to doing? And, and how do you find technology as it evolves being used either differently or the same in your classrooms? Um, I'm very excited where the technology is going. Um, I, I love the, that now we're getting the opportunity and when we put a question out to the class, we can get real time responses, especially when you have a class with one-to-one -one devices and you could poll your students in the middle of a lesson, um, through various activities and you can get real time answers to see where they are, are they understanding, are they interested, and take your lesson from there. So instead of just standing up in front of a class and teaching on a topic for an hour and having no idea whether they're actually getting it, now we're polling in real time and it, it could be a private thing. So kids are not afraid to answer. They're not afraid um, to send out the response through the computer and the teacher can see exactly what the students are doing. I'm, I'm excited for, for that future where students are now excited to be actively involved in their learning. It's not just a class where they're just going to sit and look at a book and listen to a teacher talk to them all day. They're becoming a part of their education. Actively involved in the learning is seeming to be the, 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 the big thing that every single ed tech company out there is striving for. Paul, you're shaking your head. You know, as you get a chance to work not only with great teachers like Haley, but other ed tech companies to make sure that, that the products that Promethean are putting out there are interchangeable with so many great platforms. Where do you see the future of all of this going? It seems like integration is a major, major topic, but you're on the inside, Paul. What do you see the future looking like? Um, I see 
you know, obviously one-to-one is here to stay for a long time. And we're seeing a lot of districts now come up with that funding to do that. So then now they're going, well, I'm buying this interactive flat panel up there. How do I incorporate that to go with that? So now you're seeing, you know, student devices now lead the charge rather than the teacher's device all the way up there. I see that being a more intricate part of the education solution or, you know, best practices type of model where, you know, we're always having student examples up there. There's nothing more powerful than a peer learning from their peer. Um, You're going to remember that it's going to be a more memorable than necessarily listening to Mrs. Jones in front telling you how to memorize your math facts. When your neighbor Billy tells you how to do it, you remember that because Billy said it. Um, So if we have those devices kind of lead the charge and then the teacher be able to interact with those back and forth and, you know, bring student models back and forth. You know, I see that really being a, a big part, but I also see like a flipped classroom where, you know, the teacher is recording that lesson ahead of time up on the board and then sending it out and then using um, student answers and responses to then, you know, remediate and then enrich their students as well. Um, I mean, I couldn't be more excited for where education technology is going. I think everybody's trying to be at the forefront of education and just, you know, really empower things. But the nice part is everybody has that goal of, you know, doing things for the students. And I really love that's why, you know, I love being part of the Promethean family to, you know, work with students and teachers to empower them. You know, I think those are two great answers, but those aren't the only answers out there. We want to hear from you guys. First of all, thank you all for listening to this episode here at the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you have anything you'd like to add to this show or even to ask a question of our panels, please check us out over on TeacherCast.net. You can leave us a voice message at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail, and you can always find us on Twitter at TeacherCast. We would love to hear from you guys, and we want to learn what you guys are doing with educational technology in your classroom. Haley, tell us a little bit about where we can find you and ask you questions about anything that you're doing in the classroom. Because, look, we all want to learn from each other. We're all in this <laughs> together. You can find me on Twitter at Phil Potts Haley. I'd be happy to interact with anybody and get not only um, your ideas, but, you know, you could inspire me to, you know, create new things also. So I, I'm excited to see what other teachers are doing and how can I make my teaching better as well as help you out. And Paul, before I let you go, I want to say one last time, thank you so much to Promethean for bringing us this opportunity to get together. Tell us a little bit about what the future of Promethean looks like and how do we get a hold of the company on our websites and on social media? Uh, so Promethean's always, uh, we're always growing, but we're always trying to be innovative. Um, this past year, we released our element series panel, our titanium and our nickel um, and the software updates uh, to Active Inspire and Classflow are continuously going. We just released the resource library for Active Inspire, which has over 48,000 free Active Inspire lessons um, that you can find and open. Uh, there's amazing things in there. We're always posting these things on our Twitter page. Um, you can follow Promethean at, at Learn Promethean. Um, you can always go to prometheanworld.com forward slash learn. Um, and you can always follow um, items that I repost and share from the Promethean site at, uh, at P-A-U-L-I dot Naser 7. So it's at Pauly Naser 7. Um, and, you know, look forward to hearing from people. 
And we will have all of our links in our show notes over at teachercast.net. Just do a big search for Promethean. We're going to make sure that everything in our series is there. And again, I want to say thank you to our friends at Promethean for making this episode available. And on behalf of Paul and Haley and everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to the TeacherCast Educational Network, hosted by Jeff Bradbury. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at TeacherCast or online at www.teachercast.net. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.